Welcome, Daniel. This is Meghna from eCare Diary. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm so sorry I was uh, late. I had this down for 3 o'clock my time. <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, good. I would love to invite you for our, you know, I'm so happy that you're doing this show today. Um, I want to introduce you to our listeners who have tuned in today. Um, and okay. like I was talking, um, like we've mentioned it on our website, Today's show is about uh, Medicare, and um, yeah. to introduce our guest today, our guest today is Danielle Roberts, co-founder of Boomer Benefits, where she and her team help baby boomers navigate their Medicare insurance options. She's a member of the Forbes Finance Council and writes frequently about Medicare, retirement, and personal finance. She also regularly contributes articles on our website on the same subject. Danielle, once again, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, there's a lot of information about Medicare um, on the website, Daniel, but I feel like since you're steeped in the subject, you're an expert, you've written about this extensively. What do you think is the most important thing that people need to know about this? And, you know, healthcare in retirement in general overall, because there seems to be a whole lot of information, but it's very difficult to pinpoint what are the crucial um things to kind of keep in mind? When you're new to Medicare, part of what's really overwhelming, of course, is that you get so many different people emailing you, calling you, sending you mail, and you, of course, are unprepared for that. So the most important thing that you need to do is about six months before you turn 65, you definitely want to go and Educate yourself on Medicare. Check out Medicare.gov where you can find a lot of great information. Do some research ahead of time to make everything easier for yourself. So we know that Medicare only covers some of your health care costs. Um, you know, that's, that's a big, um, I would say, feature when people are deciding about Medicare. It kind of um, you know, it kind of gives pause to a lot of people when they're in the decision-making mode. What are the options that Medicare beneficiaries have to cover the cost that Medicare doesn't pay for? So, care in the beginning, you have a seven-month initial enrollment window to add yourself to enroll yourself into Medicare Parts A and B, and these provide sort of the foundation or base of your coverage. However, once you have that in place, you also can add on supplemental coverage to help pay for the things that Medicare doesn't. This would include your cost-sharing items like Medicare deductibles, Medicare coinsurance, Medicare co-pays. These are things that you would normally pay out of pocket, and the biggest one of those is that you would pay for 20% of all of your outpatient services, and this can include some pretty big-ticket items like chemotherapy, MRI, CT scans, emergency care, outpatient surgeries. So you definitely want to have something in place to fill in those gaps. And there's two main routes you can go. You can do a traditional Medicare supplement that pays after Medicare to fill in the gaps for you. And the other option is a Medicare Advantage plan. So if you would rather enroll with a private insurance company and get your benefits through their private network of doctors and hospitals, then you can enroll in that. And one of the things you really want to do when you're doing your prior research is to study the differences between those two types of plans. Medicare supplements cost a little more up front, but they're going to have more predictable and lower co-pays on the back end. And, of course, Medicare Advantage plans are the opposite. They have a lower 
premium that you pay monthly for the plan itself, but you have co-pays and co-insurance and deductibles that you pay as you go along. They may be different than what you would pay on original Medicare, and Advantage plans do have an out-of-pocket maximum tax for prevent you from spending beyond a certain amount. But you want to make sure that you carefully understand the coverage so that when you get finally enrolled, you don't find yourself in a plan that maybe your doctor doesn't take or that doesn't cover one of your important medications. So you want to look at the differences and study those early. And then if you need additional help, you can always consult a broker to help explain those differences to you. Now, if a caregiver has to take over a loved one's health insurance decisions, where would you suggest they begin in um, trying to figure out what coverage the patient has in place? This is such a fabulous question because so many caregivers, as you know, children today often take care of their aging parents or other loved ones. And it can be really hard to figure out what coverage that person had in place. So, of course, you can always consult any financial records that they have that you can find. But one of the easiest ways to determine the coverage is simply to log on to Medicare.gov and you can use the Social Security number to sign up for a My Medicare account. And you can log in with your loved one and see what information they have on file. If you don't have the necessary information to even achieve that, the easiest way to get started is to call 1-800-MEDICARE. You want to speak with someone at Medicare, explain the situation, have your loved one present if possible, and this is how you're going to be able to figure out what coverage is in place to begin with. Then from there, you'll need to know how you can make an adjustment to the coverage. And there are election periods that come around several times a year for you to be able to make changes to the coverage. So as you do your research, if you determine that that loved one needs a different kind of plan, you could use, for instance, the annual election period in the fall to make changes to a Part D drug plan or a Medicare Advantage plan. I see. Um, you know, for our last question, I do want to kind of get an overview from your end about um, potential challenges a caregiver would face when um, trying to make insurance decisions or handle medical bills for a loved one. The situation might arise when someone is suddenly hospitalized, and like you're saying, a lot of um, baby boomers are taking care of the next, you know, the older generation, and this situation could very well happen to any of us. Um, mm -hmm. What are the typical problems that arise during that point? Do you mean when when someone reaches when, a point where they're, they're no longer able to make decisions? Yeah, when they yes, exactly. When they're trying to make the decision on behalf of their loved ones. Um, mm -hmm. or, you know, handling medical bills or, um, you know, anything related to financial issues uh, when you're trying to take a decision for someone um, who may suddenly may not be able to make the decision themselves? Yeah. So one of the best things that you can do early on in the process is to have conversations with someone that's your loved one that you may be caring for at some point and putting in place a durable power of attorney for healthcare decisions. This is different than a financial power of attorney. In order to make decisions about someone's Medicare plans, that needs to be a power of attorney for healthcare decisions. If you have that in place ahead of time, things are gonna be much easier for you. Then if you don't have that in place, you wanna go ahead and get that in place as quickly as possible 
by visiting an estate planning attorney, someone that can advise you on the proper steps so you can get that power of attorney to be able to make those decisions for your loved one. You never want to be in a, in a situation where you literally can't have that person speaking for you and helping you to get those paperwork in place. So the earlier that you get those things on file, the better. You can also contact Medicare and you can put a notice um, file with them that the loved one has given you permission to speak with Medicare on their behalf. And so those two documents are something that can really help you when you get into that situation. Thank you so much, Daniel. This is terrific information that you've shared. Uh, you know, we've got multiple questions on this topic, and I feel like you've covered um, many of the very important ones that we keep receiving over and over and again. Um, thank you so much, and also thank you for regularly contributing to our website. Um, you will find Daniel's uh, blogs on our uh, blog section on our website, ecadiary.com. I would also like to uh, direct our listeners' attention to your wonderful website, boomerbenefits.com, for more resources and information on Medicare. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Tune in next week for our next Empowering Family Caregivers radio show. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal care diary tools. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare underscore diary. Daniel, thank you very much once again. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You as well. Thank you.